Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Tune? What's up, Herschel? Yo, we want to welcome our listeners. Uh, once again, thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Thank you for listening. Of course, you can find us on um, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Um, send us an email at realtalkbth at gmail.com. Twitter, Real Talk, at realtalkbth. Hit us up. Welcome back once again for another episode. We got a nice little uh, couple of topics for you. Um, topping off with uh, some LeVar Ball talk. You know, uh, they, they've released their first shoe for Lonzo Ball. Um, I know you wanted to get into that. But first, let's get into, uh, you know, a little, little update on what's been going on with us recently. Tune? Yeah, most definitely. First, I have to do a shout out to uh, my homegirl, Morgan, who lives in D.C. She went to Emory with me. She's uh Emory. She's a fabulous person, um, but she she said we should talk about LeVar Ball and the big baller brand on the podcast. So I was like, all right, you know, we're doing this one for her. Yeah. You guys should follow her on Twitter. Um, her Twitter is at M-O-R-G-L-A-M-I-G-N-O-N-N-E. So I don't want to try to pronounce that. <laughs> I don't either. But y'all got that. So follow her and, you know, just show her some love and. I hope she likes what we got to say, but you know, yeah. like I said, we ha- we talking about um, the big baller brand, LeVar Ball and whatnot, but first, uh, I went to the Future concert last night, Sans Herschel, and- I couldn't uh, make it, man. I was lit. It was it was a lit concert, and this is my third time seeing Future, and um, this is this would rank number two. Who else came out with them? Man, we were kind of late. We were kind of late. Damn. Um, to to the to the concert, so we saw the very end of Young Thug, uh, and then during Future set, DJ Esco came out and he doesn't you know he's not a rapper but he played his like um the Esco tape the one that came out last year yeah he played the, his songs from that one Too Much Sauce and a couple other songs okay and he wasn't rapping but he was just out there vibing cooling you know had the crowd lit yeah I had mean. a couple couple hype man it was lit you know what I'm saying so. So uh, that was that was cool. That was cool. But yeah. as I said, it, it's second place on my list of future, of when I've seen future. Yo, you guys didn't get rained on, right? I know it was we, kinda... we were we were in the canopy. Oh, okay. In the canopy okay. of Lakewood Amphitheater here in Atlanta. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was it was a good concert. Good concert. No shenanigans. Um, I mean, I, this con- that's what I'm saying. This concert was just like really medi like it was a middle mediocre concert. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not taking anything away from Future. He did his thing. He he showed up. He rapped. You know what I'm saying? But, like, he didn't do full songs, mm-hmm. you know? It wasn't like a show show. Yeah. It was just like, let's come out here and just jam out for a little bit with Future instead of at the crib. Yeah. You know? So. That's going to be cool. That's my, that's my take. Yeah, it was cool. And I don't think our tickets were too expensive, you know? Um, but I don't know. Yo, so you said this is number two of the three. Which one was the best one? Uh, Drake. Drake Future. And okay. that wasn't his set. It wasn't his concert. But he had like, I think, you know, okay, so they, he did the Drake Future songs. And then he had a, a set of by himself where he did a few. He came out to Thought It Was a Drought, which was hard. And he rapped like the whole song. Yeah, that so, was pretty lit. Like, I was there for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot you were there for that one. <laughs> That one was just that. That was that was the best. And then the last or the the lowest was uh, Drake. I'm not Drake, sorry, but Outcast yeah. in 2014. He was just one of the headliners. He 
um, performed before Outkast. And the thing, though, is that Outkast was crazy. Some yeah. of the people before, I know they had Janelle Monae. She was crazy. Yeah. And then Future and 2 Chains came out. They had different sets each. And they were both just like out there just hopping around, rapping. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I, could, I could see this on yeah. YouTube, you know. I think for that concert, the way I interpreted it, and I kind of passed out at that one. That was a, another dope concert. But I felt like the energy of the people there was directed towards outcast and nobody would like it was very difficult to shift gears for the two chains or future type of turn up and janelle yeah. monet's turn up yeah. fits very well into that same lane of outcast so like that kind of added to the hype of those those portions of the concert and it just kind of fell off there but that's what's up though i see you yeah. uh concert going ass nigga we <laughs> out here cool. okay cool. how was your night what you get into um, it, it, it was it was cinco de mayo after all so yes so <laughs> so we did have the tequila pouring um it was cool it was cool i initially did not expect to get in it, into anything crazy um you know life expert james came through we we chopped it up a little bit um we had a few other people come through amber uh kelly and friends um but the way things ended up way more people than i anticipated ended up in my house i don't know if you guys have been there um but I, I think we've all been in a situation like that before. You throw some type of something or you invite a few people and all of a sudden it ends up being 12, 13 people in your house. And you're like, oh, well, I guess we turned it up then. So that was that was OK. That wasn't the worst thing ever. Um, of course, it was difficult, like getting everybody out and ordering Ubers and shit. And yes, bruh, I spent a fucking grip on Uber last night. Uh, it was not fun. Um, even, even splitting it up because there were so many people I had to get an XL and yeah. with 85 being trash, there was traffic everywhere. Um, even in the middle of the day today, it took me an hour to get over here and shit. Um, okay. all right, let's put it on the table, man. How much you drop on the Uber? Cause I dropped a lot on the Uber too, on the way back. My boys paid me back, but, but you know, just initially there and back, I spent $85. Woo. Dang. Well, on the way back was 60. Damn. The person on yeah. the way there was a little bit cheaper, but someone else covered it. Okay. So, you know, but it was but you know, we just have to get into a little rant right quick, me and Herschel, man. Please do. Look, I don't I don't I'm not about being stranded. Like there's just nothing that's gonna especially with Uber, I'm not yes. being stranded anywhere these days. And drunk driving is not okay as well. Just right, to, right. To that's that that's another there. thing that's that I've that I've given up, you know, back when I was twenty two, twenty three. Yes. I'd rather story. pay the eighty five than the ten thousand or however the fuck much it is. Yeah. To to get that shit off your record and all of that. So you know, regardless though, I'm not gonna be stranded. So I'm gonna call it Uber. But you know, you wish that you can split it in some fashion. And the thing about you know, people don't have everything. And me and Hersher are one of the few people that have everything. We got Venmo. We got Lyft. We got Uber. <laughs> like we got everything. So it doesn't yes. matter. It doesn't matter, but there's people that don't have Venmo. Like, it's just never people. Not everyone is on the same page. I'm like, you got three or four or five people trying to get an Uber. It's going to be mayhem, in my opinion, especially yes. if you're drinking. It never works out. Every so, time. That's just that's just a little pet peeve of mine that I just had to say. I just had to get that, get that out there. No, nah, you're good, bro. And of course, you know. Yeah, this shit is trash. So, uh, we're headed to El Bar. It's uh, called El Azteca. So, you know, a little, a little Mexican-themed restaurant for the day and everything. You know, we've already been turning up on tequila. It's a good time, right? So, we get there about 12 or so. 
uh, none other than, you know, big fan, comedian, Hannibal Burst, who I know is listening to this shit, so turn up. <laughs> I am going to have to put him on the podcast. But we run into Hannibal Burst at the uh, party. And um, it's hilarious because, you know, I, I don't know if I would say Homie is like a celebrity, but, you know, he's recognizable. He is, you know, somewhat famous. He's on TV. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's got a Netflix, uh, you know, original, um, you know, show. So that's pretty dope to me. So yeah. we get there and obviously he's not, I, I didn't recognize it was him until somebody like tapped me on the shoulder and was like, yeah, that's Hannibal. And then I, it all came back to me like, oh yeah, that's him. He was being this exact same character that he is on stage. Like, like just a hilarious, like just super mellow, chill dude. And just kicking it with our crew the, the entire night. We were with a bunch of, a bunch of chicks. So, uh, so Amber is talking to him and I don't know if you guys know his little standard routine where he, he talks about like bringing a chick back and like, so if I bring you back and you eat up all my food, like, you know, uh, the girl is asking, like, do you expect to have sex with me? Amber asks him this, these questions and he's, he gets, he doesn't mean to go into the routine. It's like a natural conversation or whatever, but he's like, I mean, it depends on like how many people come back and like, what's going on? Like if five chicks come back, yeah, I kind of expect, you know, I might, you know, have sex with one, at least one of you, like, come on. And, um, <laughs> the way Amber puts it, uh, he was not on her smash list. So she couldn't make it happen. She was like, mm, no. So instead, she invites all these people to come back to my fucking house. And I'm like, oh. And Hannibal too? See, I wasn't a part of the conversation, so I don't think so. He, I think he, I mean, he had his own ulterior motives. But that would have right. been cool. Like, he, he'd have been cool to come. Wait, so was he in line just waiting to get in with the rest of y'all? He helped them get in. Oh, So so for El Azteca, right? There are upstairs and downstairs portions of the restaurant, right? Um, He was upstairs first, and they run into him upstairs. And then come down and... um. He helped, he basically helps them like finesse the line. And once we're inside and kicking it and having drinks and dancing or whatever, he's there chopping it up. Like, he, like he's turning up, he, you know, he's having a good time, um, which is cool. Celebrities or whomever should be able to have a good time without being accosted by like strangers all the time as well. Right. Um, which reminds me, uh, do you know who uh, John H. Uh, Benjamin is? Like the voice of Archer? H. H John, H. John Benjamin. Benjamin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not and sure also, which he goes um, by. The dad in uh, Bob's Burgers. Yes. Yeah. That dude goes to my gym and like every day I see him. One, that dude is like, all right, I'm not going to put his business out there. But um, goes to my gym. He's a cool dude, but I always feel weird. I'm like, man, you know, should I approach this guy and like make it awkward for him to come here and like just live his life? Or should, you know, just should I just be cool? Dap him up. Keep it moving. But I also want to say like, yo, I'm a fan of your work, man. You do you do a good job. Yeah. So I was thinking that same thing, even with Hannibal and Obviously, he was macking, so I just like, kind of let him do his thing. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. All right. So, great story. That's so awesome. Yes. Um, one thing, though. So, Hannibal's not on Amber's smash list. Yes, she did start to give a smash list. I don't know. You know, we're, we're going to put the business out there. Man. <laughs> no, we're not putting nobody's <laughs> business out there. But I'm just thinking, man. I mean, obviously Hannibal is successful. I don't know how many, yeah. how much money he's got, but he can definitely take her out on a couple nice dates. Like, bro, my whole point was like, yo, this dude worked really hard to be funny and get these TV shows to get on people's smash list. That's the whole point, right? So, hey, you know, look, anyone can have their own smash list. Every anyone is free to have their own smash list. This is true. Whether you're black, white transgender gay whatever blue or orange or green i just had to get the um, yo fuck them orange niggas though i only know one but fuck them yeah. 
All right, well, this podcast is officially uh, non-orange, Nick. Yeah, if you're orange and also in some position of high power, don't listen to this podcast. We don't want you. No. <laughs> so, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's that's cool. I mean, it sounds like we both have some pretty good yes. nights now, here the, in Atlanta. There was a little bit further into the night. So, Ooh. all these people are coming back to my crib. And, of course, you know, when we kick it with Kelly and Amber and everybody, um, many times we'll wrap it up going to... Waffle House. You know, it's, it's a staple. Everybody's drunk. You make one more bad decision. I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, So, because we're coming back to my crib, I get it into my head. Okay, I'm hungry, but I don't want... Like, once you get home, you don't really want to leave again, right? No, absolutely That's, not. You get into that mode. So, I start cooking. I'm like, yo, I, I'm hungry. I'm going to make me some bacon, some sausage, some eggs. But then I remember, oh, man, my house is full of people. And they're out here eyeing this grub. And... I had, I, it almost got done. It almost got finished. And I had to be a young savage and kick these niggas out of my house. Bruh. I had to just be like, yeah, so uh, y'all got to go. Bacon frying right here, smelling really real. fucking good. They're like, oh my God, but Herschel, you said you were going to cook. I said, yeah, I said I was going to cook. I did not say I was going to cook for everybody. Right. Um. Yeah, man. Just like they told yeah. you in kindergarten, first grade, that sharing that you should share. Fuck that shit when you're an adult. Yeah. Yo, I did give somebody a, a piece of bacon. Yante got a piece of bacon. But aside from that, everybody else had to go ahead and get up out well, of here. That person should be grace, grateful. Yes. Grateful. But yeah, it was a pretty good time. So, um, there was some tragedy last night. Um, now, Toon, you have never missed a flight, right? Uh, no. I've never missed a flight. I've never left some shit in an Uber. I've never... You know, we all make mistakes. We all forget something or something like that. Um, somebody lost their keys in the Uber last night. And it has been hell all day today trying to figure out how to get back in contact, how to find them shits. And in my head, I'm like, yo, they're probably gone. There's no fucking way. Of course, I mean, that's typically how I would approach it. But yeah. I just have to say, man, I, I'm going to knock on wood right now before yes. even getting into this conversation. Me too. But like, um, I don't lose shit. Yeah, I lose sunglasses. I lose things that are not like super crucial. Right, but, right. Like the crucial shit, I'm always Funky's wallet. I, I need to know where it's at at exactly, all times. Exactly, exactly. And and phone. Oh, what you said? <laughs> You're good, bro. <laughs> but yeah, Funky's wallet, phone. Yes, double check that phone because that's your lifeline to damn near everything else. Right. So I just don't understand, like you know, why people don't just got control of these things. Like, how do you just lose shit? You know what yes. I'm saying? And, you know, I'm not trying to knock anyone who's lost anything, but... It'd be like that sometimes. And I know the person who you're talking about. She doesn't lose stuff. So, this one time is understandable, but yes. there are people who perpetually lose all three of the above. Yes. And I don't understand how they survive. Can't do like, it. So... I do not know. But... That's just the... As the person who ordered the Uber, everything kind of goes through me to recontact, and it's it's been hell. But, you know, overall, it was a cool night. You know, another good episode of Cinco de Mayo... I did yak last night. Um, it made me feel so much better this morning. I woke up, you know, kind of late. But when I woke up, I was like, oh, I got a lot of energy. I'm good. Everybody else is kind of struggling, yeah, but they'll be okay. Absolutely. I mean, I recommend throwing up, yeah, taking a nice little yak every once in a yes. while. If, if you uh, if you like to drink, if you like to go out, you know, have fun, you know, just go ahead and do a little throw up once in a while. It'll make you feel good and just sort of rebase you. Yeah, it's cathartic, uh, you know. Brought to you by Real Talk. <laughs> so yeah, um, the reason why we even got on the pod today was to talk about the Big Baller brand, and I have I have a few things to say. Okay, 
But we probably should start off with the shoes because that's what's in, you know, the the media right now. Right. That's I mean, the big baller brand has been in the media for quite some time. But the big main thing is are the shoes, the Zotu Primes that came out um, this week, earlier this week. And I mean, okay, I have a few things to say about the shoes. First of all, they're not ugly. They're not horrible. Like, if you looked up every single NBA player's shoes that has a shoe deal, I will guarantee you the Zotu Primes fall at least in the middle. Like, as far as just being a basic basketball shoe, they they look pretty decent. I mean, they look okay. I, I don't know I would buy them just off the strength of the look, but they're good looking. You know what I'm saying? Like, dudes are dudes can hoop in them and still yeah. be straight. They're not going to get roasted on. What are those? It's yeah. not like that. It's not like that. So... I just have to get that out there, man. What you think? So, yeah, I, I do you. What I'm afraid you're saying though is they don't stand out. Do they look basic? They they look cool to me. They're they're chill shoes. They're not to me. They 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 don't you know upend the shoe business. And to me, to be an entrepreneur, to to break into this game that's run by you know Nike, Reebok, Adidas, whomever, you're gonna have to do something that no other brand has done. Um. There is where I don't see this this shoe changing the game. I do wish the best upon you know their entrepreneurship. I see my man's uh, uh, Levar Ball like always selling, you know, always be closing, always be selling. Like he's doing that. He's hustling every single time he's on TV. Every single yeah. time he yeah. has any type of medium. Every single time he's put on anything. Um, but I don't I don't see these as game changers. And he my thing is he's trying to brand it and bill it as this is a game changer. Um, do you think so? See, that's where I'm. I'm like not sure. Do you see these as supposed to be the game changer, or just like that, the first step into the big baller brand being more national and um, widespread? Because before the big baller brand was just them in high school balling out. Okay, then Lonzo Ball goes to UCLA, balls yeah. out. But now this is the real money making big baller brand you know like they're stepping into a market they can reach the whole entire nation yeah via his status as an nba player which is still not you know confirmed mm -hmm. but does it have to be groundbreaking does it have to change the game or does should they just come out with the shoe as a business venture yeah so we 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 had a little bit of a uh conversation about this before you you were saying you did want this to kind of like up in the industry and be like oh well you know this is you know, a successful black entrepreneur who is adding another option to the game versus Nike or whatever. To me, for him to really make headway, he's got to be like a true competitor. He's got to put strike fear into executives at Nike uh, as like, oh man, we could actually hurt the market share. We, they, they, I could affect, you know, how many kids on the street or on the basketball court or in the NBA or however are like right. actually wearing these shoes versus... Right. The, how many are wearing Nike, Reebok, Adidas? Um, I just don't see it happening. Um, this this has been tried in the past. Uh, you know, everybody, damn near everybody who uh, becomes you know an NBA star gets their own shoe. Like Shaq has had shoes and they don't take off. Uh, Alonzo Mourning has had shoes like they and they've had um, the idea as a different like game changing idea. Okay, well I'm gonna market them to lower income people as opposed to the high price point of right, Jordans right. or whatever. Right. Okay, okay, Herschel, see, this is one thing that I think is so incredible about this brand is 
all those people you were talking about, they were still trying to operate within the framework of the traditional of you get get you make some shoes and you try to sell them to a certain market and you basically just try to market it, you know, via your brand. Yeah. But the thing is that we're in a generation of social media and without getting too deep into it, I'm sure y'all know you know about the Fire Festival, which is so incredibly hilarious to me. Um, the Fire Festival fraud. And the reason why it works is because they got people on social media to t- to, to to post about it. Yeah. So if they got $10,000 here, $10,000 here, which I don't know if they have, but, you know, before any of all this big baller brand, you know, LeVar Ball may be a successful just businessman. Maybe he's got some little cash up. Yeah. $10,000 here to Lil Yachty to post. $10,000 here yeah. to a few just random people. And, you know, that's all you need because it's so the social media age and where you don't have to go into the market share of those big brands, but you just build a market for your own self based on your social media marketing, your connections, your influence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they said they paid Kendall Jenner $250,000 to post about the Fire Festival, which honestly is unbelievable because she has a close to $100 million uh, Instagram followers. Yeah. So, you know, out of that $100 million, if she, if he was able to get Kendall Jenner to post about it, and, you know, being Lonzo Ball, you know, over time, maybe he comes becomes like an actual, like, well-liked NBA player, you know, maybe not quite a superstar in his talent, but yeah. just, he's just a cool guy. You know, he goes out to parties, he dresses nice, you know, people know him, he likes to hang out, you know, whatever. Like, you can get get a quick uh, Kendall Jenner to post something. She has 100 yeah. million followers. If a 1,000 people buy the shoes, you know, there's a 1,000 people following Kendall Jenner who can drop 500 and be okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you're That's- saying marketing is is essentially the key here. Like he's he's just gonna have to continue to to double down. Any damn near any of the uh, initial proceeds are gonna have to go to more people to to market it more to to get you know more social media following behind it. Right? right, right. And see the thing though, the thing though for me is people are as acting as if this Zotu Prime is just like that's it. Like this is the big baller brand. Yeah. By the time Lamelo goes to the NBA, which is in about four or five years. Yeah. If they have just steadily just made little increases over time, because I think he's even way more marketable. Yeah. And you come out with his shoe, and you got the Zozu Primes on whatever came out, and it's time, his turn. Like, yeah. the Big Baller brand could uh, make an impact. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like, you start off small, and that, like you said, the first sort of, like, uh, profits that they make, or any money they make, will have to go to that paying $10,000 here, whatever, $50,000 here for social media influencers. But yeah. by the time LaMelo comes to college and to the NBA, yeah. who, you know, they say is could be like a Curry, he's already really marketable. Like, of the three brothers, he's the most marketable already. Yeah. Like, by the time he gets to that point, the big baller brand could be legit. Yeah. You know, so... Potentially, yeah. That's that's how I see... That's how I see the shoes, but... So, to uh, me, the his his branding, his marketing is working. Because one, we're literally talking about it right now. Like it is, it's, you know, in the news. It's on ESPN. He's been doing the circuit and, and interviews here and there. Um, one of the other things, because, you know, we kind of touched on it, is uh, that price point. You know, these these $500 shoes, $495, that's a crazy price point. Like I'm not sure, again, what market he's going to in terms of like, is he expecting, even if, let's say, let's say Kendall Jenner does, uh, tweet out to her millions of followers or whatever, and let, let's say a few thousand happen to buy shoes. Are these people also going to be hooping in these shoes? 
or are these five hundred dollars shoes that that you're gonna wear out somewhere? Yeah. Like, what's you know what is what is the goal here? You know, that's a good question. That's one thing I haven't wrapped my head around when I think of this from an entrepreneur perspective, which is what LeVar Ball is. Right. Um, but I see it as kind of like in the range of the Yeezys where they're rare. Mm. And, you know, like if you don't pay for them, you don't got them. You know, I don't got Yeezys. Um, I would, I mean, I'm not pressed to get Yeezys, but like, the price point is too high for me for Yeezys. And also the resale is way too high. You know, it's like, it's like kind of like a limited thing, you know, with the Yeezys and possibly this is what they're going for too. But the thing about Yeezy, Khan Yeezy is that he, he did um, partner with a big brand, both Nike and Adidas. And also he has his own brand that has, that Mm -hmm. sort of elevates his own Kanye West brand. Like, you know, Kanye West, I don't know when his first came, album came out, but that's got to be around 15 years ago now. Like, 15 years of branding what Kanye is now. And he's also one of the biggest superstars in the world musically. So, that, I don't know. I don't know what the what the $500 price point is like. What do you think? Um, I think, again, it's a marketing tool. It's a talking point. You know, it's another thing that you bring up and you're like, oh, well, this, this shoe is in the news media again. Um, I think, I think the problem though is it's not cool enough. I think, um, to make it work, it's going to have to, it would have to be a partnership the way Kanye did, just as you said. Um, so there's this saying that like, you know, anyone can fake it or, or, or just kind of be around the, the fame or, you know, fortune scene or Hollywood scene for, three years and and kind of just be around. But if you do something longer than three years, that becomes your career. You are established. Your business, whatever your thing is, you are now that. Like the, the Kardashians have been around more than three years. This this is what they do. This is their career. They are professional mediaites, uh, uh, socialites, I should say. Huh. Um, I don't think we'll know if this big ball of brand is able to be around, is, it has any staying power for another year or two. Um, honestly, they only came into notoriety, you know, around, around March Madness. So it's only been two or three months. Now, the fact that they've been able to stay relevant that long without LeVar Ball having any true skills himself is incredible. Yeah. His sons have the talent and because he's got another son in the works, uh, uh, LaMelo coming up, he can continue to be marketable. And, and, you know, maybe it's just an annual thing. Each time March Madness comes around, this guy comes back into the news. But I do think at a point, you know, without sales, without numbers, without Nike money backing up this brand, I hate to say, I think it's going to fail. Um, the shoes look cool, though. Yeah. Uh, I'd wear them, I guess, if I had some. Like, if I didn't have something else. But because of the, the competition, because of the competitive market, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think that's a great investment for, for people to go into as a business venture. I feel like he could have been more creative and come up with something else that people could use that that could be a better marketing marketable area than another sneaker. You know what I mean? That's yeah. where I find a flaw. Yeah. Another basketball shoe. Well, that, yeah, that's that's a really good point and it puts a lot of pressure on him, his son to like play well and succeed because yeah. when you put you know, the big baller brand onto the Zotu Prime, which is mm-hmm. his son's shoe, you know, and his son comes out here and flops. 
that puts a lot of pressure on the brand as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to your point about them not really being able to succeed outside of having that presence of a large brand to help them, I'm like, you know, I mean, I think that's really the point, obviously, is that, you know, they want they, they want to own this. They want to own this. And mm-hmm. I feel as if they they can, but it would take a lot of a lot of stuff, like a lot of marketing, a lot of effort in order to establish the big baller brand without the help of a big bigger brand like Adidas or, or Nike. And you know, and and I don't know, I I kind of think I feel like sometimes I feel like LeVar Ball is a genius because he still has LiAngelo Ball. That's you the know? third son, right? The second son. The second, second son. son? Okay. LaMelo's the third son. Okay. Le- no one talks about LiAngelo. I don't know anything about his basketball skills, but he's committed to UCLA. Yo, what do you think of these Negroes' names? I th- I'll let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Sorry. I, I we gotta get into that, but go ahead. Well, LiAngelo's already committed to UCLA. Uh-huh. LaMelo's already committed to UCLA. I don't know anything about LiAngelo's skills. Some people say LaMelo could maybe, you know, be Curry-esque. Um, but if LiAngelo goes and he balls out and UCLA wins the championship, he's got that. You know, um, he's got that. LaMelo comes. He goes to UCLA. He's, like, top player in the country. He's got that. Like, he's got great players marketing the brand. Yeah. The only thing that now the players have a lot of pressure. That's true. They have a lot of pressure. If if the hopes and the livelihood of the big baller brand is dependent on those the players, which I think it is. So Yeah. So we do actually have a quote from LeVar Ball about the price point. Um he was on uh ESPN Radio's Dan Lebertard show yesterday, and I'll I'll read it real quick. Um the que- there was a question about, you know, why did he choose the reasoning behind um or why what was the reasoning behind the $495 price point um he says uh i figure that's what the shoe is worth when you own when your own owner uh you can come up with any price you want so he doesn't really give like a reasoning behind it it's just to him that's what it's worth and then you know just as you said uh if he's able to get the marketing behind it you know just honestly just has his kids one ball and two wear the shoes their names will be in the media. It, it, it'll be a recurring issue, and that can essentially help build the brand. But that's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, yeah. Your business is either, you know, there's a lot of chance to sports. There, there's talent to these games, but a, a missed or made or missed shot, or you know, relying on a teammate to make or miss a shot in a big moment is a huge risk to weigh on your business. A, a business venture. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, condone him trying to make money off the back of the UCLA. I mean, not UCLA. Well, yes, UCLA, but the NCAA, which is making, you know, billions off the backs of all of these kids uh, year after year after year after year. Um, so I right. do, you know, salute him there. But I don't know. Um, I'm also afraid if he actually does start to make some headway, he's just going to get bought out. That's how these companies do. Uh, a much better yeah. businessman than, Le- than LeVar Ball, uh, Jay-Z, came out with title, And, like, it was going to be that next big thing. And then Apple Music, um, Spotify, Google Play Music were all like, yeah, no, nah, actually, we're going to come up with our own thing and push you all the way out of the market. Right. And that's basically what happened. Even with, you know, a great branding tool like Beyonce, title is damn near irrelevant, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I see exactly what you mean. Um, you know... There's 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's there's a lot of good points there, and you know, Levar Ball, the way I see it, is like he's either a master genius or he's just doing this shit one step at a time and hoping that it'll turn out okay. Um, yo, that's the thing though. We're all going through this like like one day at a time. Like, yo, this is a brand new day. Um, I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know how I'm gonna make this shit work, but I'm gonna make it work. Yeah. Everybody is doing yeah. that all the time. True. True. Um, so uh, I I wanted to I want to get into Lavar Ball himself, okay, the person. Um, and we can start off by by the names as you mentioned earlier. Uh, I mean, I just have to say it. I like them. I actually really like the names. I like Lonzo the best. You know, it just sounds cool. Ball having the last name Ball obviously just <laughs> makes everything <laughs> perfect. But uh, Lonzo, Lamelo, Leangelo. Um, I feel like I'm far off from having children, but you know, I can't say that I would name my kid any of those. But it's like it's it's not just not like something I would just be like hell not, nah. bro. You're you gonna know? name your kids uh, Tunzo. <laughs> that might work. Tunzo. <laughs> that might work. I like Angelo. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds dope. <laughs> Tune Angelo. I'm liking Tune Angelo. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, but, you know, I can see maybe Lonzo. I can, I can maybe go with Lonzo mm-hmm. as like an actual name I would name my own kid. Uh, what do you, you got to say? Man, I'm really torn because as a person, you know, also with a unique name, you know, you don't know that many people named Herschel or whatever. Um, I feel like people, before they meet you or before they see you in person, you know, they try to gauge however much information they can just from your name. So many times I hate it when I run into black people who have a name that's like, oh, you can clearly tell he's black. I, I'm a, I'm always afraid, oh, well, your resume might get thrown out of this interview or that or, or you know, it, it might be held against you. It can be used, you know, in, in positive ways as well. It can be also be a way for you to get your foot in the door. But that's always been a fear for me. It took me a long time, to be honest, to like come to grips with you know, my own name and be like, oh man, I have a cool name. I used to grow up and, and be like, oh man, you know, people can never spell it. Sometimes it's difficult for people to pronounce. And I had to grow and, you know, learn and recognize, you know, Herschel doesn't mean anything. I, I, in, in Yiddish, I think it means uh, deer or stag. But to me, my name only really means like, okay, I, I am the, you know, reincarnation of, of my father who is, uh, you know, has the same name as his father. And, you know, further back one, a fourth time to uh, my great grandfather. Um, you know, I'm just carrying on that legacy. That's all I really have, uh, versus other people who may have some meaning behind their names. You know, I'm not coming at you if you, if there's something behind your name, if, if your parents thought, okay, well, I think this is beautiful or whatever, but it's always interesting to me to hear different and unique names. Um, I definitely got into a rant the other day where, uh, I was talking about some friends that I know who, 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 people who are named like miracle and unique and beautiful and princess and, and, you know, just random shit like that. And even celebrities like T.I. named all his kids king and royalty and and the money and, and shit like that. I'm always like shaking my fucking head at decisions like that because those kids didn't get the opportunity to choose their name. It's, it's something chosen by somebody else that belongs to you that literally everybody else uses way more than you do. And to me, I'm, a, I'm afraid of that being a penalty for people so yeah yeah they're, they're uh the lonzo lamello uh liangelo is that the other one yeah that's the second one that that is a cool name but it's always funny to me it's always interesting and then you'll get yeah. into like twins who are named like phil and lil and shit like that and i'm always like really guys this that's what was that's what's going on here y'all thought oh well they'll be cute names now but then they have to grow up and live their lives as that you know what i mean right that's always right. crazy 
Yeah, but, that that's that's a really really big point, man. Um, you know, without getting too deep into my own culture and past, but uh, my listeners, I think you guys know I'm Nigerian. Uh, my name is my name is Baba Tunde. My full name is Baba Tunde. My full first name, and Baba means father. Uh, in my mom's native la- native language, and Tunde means return. Uh, so it's Ibo. Ibo is like Yoruba. Yoruba. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it means the return of the father or father's return. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a little bit more deeper level, you know, my grandfather, her, her dad, my mom's dad died before I was born. So it's like, was automatic, you know, what you were saying about people having a name and they got to deal with it for life. Like, you know, it was kind of automatic for my mom. She could have named me something else, but it was just like, all right, her dad died before I was born. And I was, I was, a, I am the firstborn male after his death. Yeah. So in our whole family, the whole family, um, like, you know, my mom's sisters and se- whatever. Yeah. So it was like, I'm re- his reincarnation, Baba Tunde, I'm the return of the father. So, uh, so yeah, man, names, names have a lot of different connotations. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it, like you said, you're you're a Herschel the fourth. So and you said it's kind of like a reincarnation of all the Herschels that came before you, you right? Know? So yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I think uh, I mean it also. You know, to to go back to Big Baller Brands, like you know maybe he maybe Lavar Ball had this planned in the long run, but it also ties back into branding all the time. You know, of course, yeah. As you said, their last name is Ball, so that's perfect. But yeah you know zo it is a cool last name i won't lie yeah. so yeah but back up. back to lavar ball himself man you know he's been in the media people have fallen on different sides of the fence for him and i do think that dude is a clown i disagree with you uh i don't think he's a genius i think he's just out here wilding and piecing it together and it's working right well let me say this i think that he is part genius and part clown part clown because he his method of marketing is all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And so most of the time clownish or kind of dumb or kind of just outrageous media, as we have seen with President Trump and his whole campaign, yeah. is what gets the headlines. Yeah, it works. Bullshitting works. Exactly. But he has it's it appears he's had like a very methodical plan for all of these moves. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. it appears that way. I'm not saying it is. It appears that way. Yeah. So I, I fall. I I don't know. Like I'm very torn about him. I cannot forgive his clownish. Like the shit he says. Like talking about he could take Jordan, and you know his son is like the best player. I mean maybe his son is the best player, but in the draft. But you know you you like he has a lot of voice. Like he is he's being brought on to a lot of television shows, a lot of ESPN shows, a mm. lot of radio shows. Like he has a lot of voice. So he's saying all of this stuff. And you know, when I watch them, when I watch mm. them, first of all, he doesn't put pressure on his on his children like in the media. He doesn't expect them to go out and market the ball brand or whatever. That he, is true. He expects them to play basketball. Yes. And go to the NBA. That's it. And at the end of the day, as a person and when I assess my own values, like he's actually a good dad. He's a really good father. He really has done what, you know, he believes is best for his children for help for them to achieve their goals. And now Lonzo is being talked about as a lottery pick. So I cannot, you know, 
look around the fact that he's a good dad and he's helping his children achieve his goal, you know. But outside of that, dude is kind of a clown. So yeah. that's that's my personal feeling about LeVar Ball. The thing is, it works. It's it's working thus far. So, I mean, he can be a clown, but, you know, he's going to be laughing all the way to the, to the bank. So there you go. Um, but yeah, man, do you have any other, uh, talking points? Anything else you wanted to, uh, bring up? Hey, I mean, I hope that we were able to elaborate on the baller brand, the big baller brand, you know, in depth, uh, to, to our, uh, listeners liking, I hope that, you know, this brings you some insight. I hope you guys enjoy it. Definitely get up with us. Um, you know, in all forms of social media, Herschel, what, what are those again? Yo, you can find us on Twitter, uh, at real talk BTH, um, you can find us on our Facebook group. Same thing at Real Talk Beyond the Headlines at Real Talk BTH. Um, send us an email if you got questions, comments, concerns. You can review us on iTunes. Uh, again, yeah. it's at Real Talk BTH. Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Right. Uh, you can find us on Google uh, Play Store, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud. It's all the same. Uh, shoot this out to a friend if you if you think they'll enjoy it. Um, yep. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Holla yeah. at us. Yeah, we're oh, oh, one last thing, one last thing uh, that I got to throw in there. Uh, so first of all, we're on iTunes now. Turn up. Herschel and I both despise all pro- Apple products. Fuck Apple. We'll get into that into a different podcast. Yes, little teaser for you. But we despise all Apple products. However, we are on iTunes. So please, if that's your method of podcasting, check us out. Last thing, congrats to Morgan, who inspired this podcast via Twitter. On graduating from law school, I'm going to hit up. you up because, you know, when Real Talk gets really big, we're going to have some um, probably lawsuits of people suing us. Yeah. Talking about that we stole their ideas when all of this is original. You heard it here for the first time yeah. ever on Real Talk. Got to get that legal team built now. You're absolutely right. We already got dentists, you know, uh, doctors, you know, my healthcare is taken care of. So I think we're, we should be good to go. Hey, we out here. Real talk beyond the headlines. You heard it here for the first time ever. Real talk beyond the headlines. Peace. Peace.